You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens in. You should, too. 412-919-1316 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. No Brian Lamartini. He's off this week. Wesley Euler sitting in, doing an admirable job. Check him out on Twitter, at Wesley Euler. And please tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. I just tweeted this. Euler and I were having a very real conversation off the air. Have you ever been desperately holding in a fart during sex? Because, like, if you let that out, that's like being down three at the end of a game and then throwing a pick six. It's ball game. It's over. Like, you, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't putting that one across the goal line after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's done. Dale Lawley of DKPittsburghSports.com joins us now uh, to discuss uh, that, among other things. Dale, you ever been in that situation? Like, you just, you got to squeeze them glutes, man. Good Lord. Thanks for that lead-in. Uh, uh-huh. I'm just happy to be here to uh, melt a snowflake or two, you know. Um, but wow, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, Dale Lawley's either never been in that position or <laughs> just doesn't feel like talking about that. Uh, let's move on then, Dale. I have a lot of Steelers-related topics I want to get to because uh, you wrote well, about them this week, <laughs> and we will. But uh, first, Bruce Irvin. He just tweeted out, sat in on the NFLPA call for an hour. Well, I can tell you this. We have absolutely zero answers. Dale, you're a smart guy. You straightened me out about the CBA way back when, uh, before this whole pandemic started. How do you see this playing out between the NFLPA and the owners? And uh, do you think that we're going to see training camp on time? And we're already not going to St. Vincent College. Please tell me they ain't moving this. This is all posturing, in my opinion, at this point. Um, you know, I, I think the NFL wanted to wait and see, uh, in the NFLPA as well, kind of wanted to wait and see how things went with baseball. Uh, we're going to see hockey start up next Monday. Uh, they you know, want to see how that works out, the NBA, all those kind of things. Um, you know, both sides are, are trying to figure out how to not have the salary cap go down next year if there aren't as many fans in the stadiums. And I truly believe there will be fans in the stadiums for NFL games. Um, you know, we have we have people out there saying uh, that the protests that took place a few weeks ago have done nothing to spread the you know have nothing to do with this current spike in cases of COVID. If that's the case, then how can we say? And they're, and they're saying that because they were outdoors and those people had masks on and all that stuff. If that's the case, then how can we say that? putting fans in stadiums and outdoor venues is going to spread the disease. It's not. I mean, if, if you're going to say, if, you know, if you're outdoors, you're okay, then you're outdoors. Uh, so I, th- I really think that they're going to be fans in the stadiums. I don't think you're going to see, obviously, full stadiums, but they're going to be some fans in the stadiums, and they're going to get this figured out. Uh, right now, they're just – nobody wants to give an inch here. Uh, I think some of this is kind of carryover from the, the, the CBA negotiations that took place that – not everybody was happy with that CBA, and so I, you know, I think that there's, you know, neither neither side wants to look weak in this at this point. Dale, I do think you make a good point. Uh, I know people get on my case all the time because I'm always harping on mask this, mask that. Man, I don't, I don't know about the protest. I don't know about any of that stuff, right? Like, I'm not sitting in there, and I'm not, I'm not talking to uh, the people who are being screened for COVID. I don't know who's going where and why they're getting it, right? So if that's the case, if we are looking at a situation where, hey, if you're outside and you're distance and you're talking about 20,000 people in a 70,000-seat stadium and they're all wearing masks, hey, I'm all for that, especially if 
It makes me keep my job. Like, people keep acting like <laughs> I've got this agenda where I want football canceled. Holy Christ. Dude, I don't. my wife doesn't want to be with me every waking moment of every freaking Saturday in the fall and then have to deal with me every waking moment of every freaking Sunday in the fall. My wife will kill me. She's already wanting to do that in the middle of this pandemic. So uh, I hope you're right on that. Dale Lawley of DKPittsburghSports.com joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Dale, Matt Canada, uh, he's coming in and he is, is on the staff now. How much input is he going to have on some schematic things? Are we going to see some new wrinkles from the Steelers' offense this year? You wrote about it earlier this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Steelers do a good job. Um, they don't have the massive staff that some of the other teams around the league have. Uh, they don't have, for example, a passing game coordinator and a running game coordinator and you know, assistant to the, to the assistant of the GM and all, the, all these things that all these other teams have. Uh, you know, they use their guys, uh, you know, their, their time well. And so everybody on the offensive staff gets some input into, the, you know, the game plans on a given week. Um, you know, so I would expect Matt Canada as the quarterback's coach to have a, a pretty big, uh, you know, uh, he'll have a, a hand in the passing game, obviously. But as the quarterback's coach as well, I think, you know, the, uh, Randy Feekner is not a dumb guy. He will he will use him, in, you know, in, in terms of game planning, and, you know, perhaps coming up with some new wrinkles and those kind of things. That's why they hire these guys. You know, when, when the Steelers hired uh, Tom Bradley out of, out of uh, you, you know, UCLA a couple of years ago, uh, Mike Tomlin expressly said, look, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, the college game trickling into the NFL now, and he has a lot of expertise in, in how to, you know, defend some of these spread option plays and those kind of things. And so, you know, you, you, you bring these guys in from the college game, and, you, you know, you pick their brains a little bit and, hey, well, you know, how will this work? What if we did this? What if we did that? Do I expect, you know, I don't expect the Steelers to, you know, all of a sudden start running a, a spread option with Ben Roethlisberger back there or a read option or anything like that. Uh, but they're going to they're gonna incorporate some of those things. And, and they already did to a certain degree. I mean, we saw, uh, you know, them run some read option stuff with their running backs last year and people hated it uh, because, you know, the, the running backs really not much of a threat to, to throw the football. Uh, but they had some success doing some of those things last year, so I expect Canada to have a, a, a you know a, a pretty good hand in what what's going on on offense. Dale Lawley, DKPittsburghSports.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Uh, Dale, when Cam Newton got signed by the Patriots, I wasn't doing the show that week, but I was observing on Twitter.com, and it just seemed like national media member after national media member after national media member saying, oh, look, the Patriots are going to be great again, and Cam Newton's going to be outstanding. Meanwhile, just about everywhere I turn, it's, well, the Steelers, you got to wait and see what's going to happen with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, yeah, Ben's older than Cam by, what, eight years, right? But, you know, Ben had a non-contact injury. He's getting hit less than he's ever gotten hit these last handful of years. Why is it wait and see with Ben, but just Cam Newton's going to be great. I don't understand it. Well, because everything that the Patriots do immediately gets praised because it's the Patriots. When they traded the second-round pick last year for Mohamed Sanu, people were doing backflips uh, to, to try to, to figure out ways to, to praise that move when it was a stupid move. It was an absolutely ludicrous move to go get, to go get Mohamed Sanu and give up a second-round pick to get him. He didn't help their, their receiving core at all. 
Um, you know, but it, it's the Patriots making the move, so obviously it's the right thing to do. Bill Belichick, the, the head coach, is a, is the, maybe the best head coach of all time. It is certainly, you could make that argument a hundred different ways and, and come up with Bill Belichick as that as that guy. Bill Belichick, the general manager, I think he's average, maybe slightly above average, but certainly not not a great GM in terms of of acquiring talent. If you look at their drafts and some of the things that he's done. Uh, he'll bring in a bunch of different guys and hope that somebody sticks, but he's not a great GM. Um, so, you know, I, I do wonder about the move. I think, you know, when I when I was assessing the Patriots before Cam Newton, I, I said if, if if that team wins eight games this year, Belichick should be in the running for coach of the year because they don't have any offensive talent. When Julian Edelman is your number one wide receiver, 32-year-old Julian Edelman, who's, who's had a, a multitude of injury issues, you got problems. They don't have any tight ends. They still don't. They, they draft the tight ends out of the worst tight end class that we've seen in the last, I don't know, decade. Uh, the running back situation. Sony Michelle is a first-round draft pick. Uh, I'm sorry. That's not working out. That's a, that's a bad move by Belichick. Um, so they, they've got a problem. They've got a good offensive line, and they didn't have a quarterback, and they've got the worst offensive skill player talent in the league. If you look at that roster, it's the worst in the league. So saying that Cam Newton is suddenly going to make them a contender this year, I think is ludicrous. I think he, I think he raises their ceiling from eight wins, and, I, and eight wins would have been a stretch. I think maybe they could be a ten-win team, but I still don't think that they're they're a contender for the Super Bowl in the AFC. You talk about Bill Belichick, the GM. It's always hard to separate coach from player, right? And and if you're trying to parse out the credit but boy it's a lot easier to look like you're a great coach when you've got an eraser back there that hey he can make up for a lack of talent in certain positions and he can make up for mistakes that other guys might make in a football game if you've got the right quarterback back there obviously he makes all the difference and I'm talking about Tom Brady obviously Dale Lolly of DKPittsburghSports.com joining us here on the Crowley Show uh, Dale I know there haven't been OTAs minicamp you would have had your eyes on the Steelers team, and the team itself would have had its eyes uh, on itself a lot more under normal circumstances. But uh, how do you kind of see the inside linebacker position playing out? No Mark Barron. You've got Devin Bush, who you trust to play uh, all the time. But what do you kind of do there uh, on, on passing downs? Because Vince Williams could be a big-time liability. He can be, but I think if you use him correctly, he can be somebody that, that makes plays for you. He did last year, uh, albeit I think he played like around 400 snaps last year and played 400 very effective snaps. I thought Vince had one of his better years last year in terms of, of impact on the game. Um, you know, they like Ulysses Gilbert. Uh, he was very much, um, you know, if you look at him, kind of Devin Bush light uh, coming out of uh, Akron, you know, coming out of the Mac. Uh, you know, he needed some seasoning, and, and, you know, he did some good things for them last year. Uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, he's going to get an opportunity to play. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, you know, the Steelers are a dime – or I'm sorry, a nickel uh, package team. I mean, they played the nickel 51% of the time last year, I believe. So that's essentially their base defense. The big thing that you can do in that situation is rush the passer. Um, you know, if when they get Stephon Tuitt back this year um, – that front four is – they're going to go as that front four goes. And so, uh, you know, I, I think if you can get after the quarterback in, 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 in those fashions, uh, you know, you can, you can shut down other teams and, and lessen the need perhaps for, uh, 
you know, the, the, you know, a lot of coverage from your linebackers and those kind of things. The other thing I think that they can do uh, is play with more leads. I mean, they just did. They had they had yes. a double digit lead last year for just over a hundred minutes. I'm actually I'm sorry, a two score lead last year for just over a hundred minutes of the entire season, and most of that came in two games. Um, I, I you would hope that with Ben Roethlisberger back, the offense will be more effective. They'll be able to play offense more efficiently and stay on the field a little bit more and not expose that defense as much as it was exposed last year, even though it was a very good defense, they played too many snaps. You don't want those guys being out there for 70 snaps in games or even, you know, 65 plus. And there were a lot of occasions last year when that happened. I know the Steelers got gashed by the run in the final game of the season. And uh, that winds up reflecting poorly on the overall numbers. Uh, I, I think that that had an awful lot to do with mental and physical fatigue by the defense. So it's the last week of the season. Uh, you had lost the last couple of games, and the way it goes down is just you, you just don't have it anymore. And I think that you're right. Well, the offense too, can Adam, was help. The way that they wanted to, they wanted to defend the Ravens, they wanted to hit the quarterback um, every time. That's that's their their the way they defend these teams that have the running quarterbacks. They're going to hit. They the did with Cam Newton a couple years ago. Yeah, every chance they get. So you're going to give up some runs up the middle when you have your outside linebackers crashing, and their job is to do nothing but hit the hit the quarterback. Um, and you saw in that game, Robert Griffin the third was uh, complaining profusely every time the Steelers would hit him. He's running over to the to the you know the officials and, and complaining about it. You're fair game when you're running like that with the ball all the time. You're fair game. So, you know, to, to expect – I don't expect that to be any different. And quite frankly, I mean, if you're the Steelers, would you rather have Lamar Jackson running with the ball or would you rather have Mark Ingram running with the ball? I'll take Mark Ingram every time. If, he, if he's getting four or five yards of pop because we're hitting, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, um, you'll take that as a defense. Um, you know, but, if they, you know, as much as uh, the, the run defense – people are talking about the run defense was, was not good last year. He gave up 3.7 yards of carry, which was third best yep. in the league. They just had too many plays run against them last year. It was 150 more running plays against them last year than they had the, the previous year. That's, a, that's wow. almost 10 a game. Yeah, you're going to give up more rushing yards that way. Because teams were, they, they were content to run the ball and punt because that put the Steelers' offense back out on the field and nobody feared the Steelers' offense. Yeah, awesome stuff. I mean, I, I got a lot more I want to get into with you, but uh, we'll, we'll do it. we got plenty of time. I mean, we, we're going to probably be doing some training camp stuff together. I don't know what the deal is with that. Like, I don't know if we're going to pretend like we're at Sharkies or if we're going to pretend that we're at Geo's or at Dino's, but uh, we'll be talking a lot between now and, and the start of the season and, of course, throughout the season. So uh, appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. Are you going to have – are you going to have Wes cut out the sex question uh, before this gets posted <laughs> to DKPittsburghSports.com? I don't know about that, but uh, my answer to that question is yes. Yeah! There he is! See you, Lolly. Love that guy. Dale Lolly's the best. He really is. And, I mean, did you hear the information he's rattling off there? Like, I think I know the Stillers. And we spend an awful lot of time talking Stillers on this show. And Dale Lawley is telling me that the Steelers, for 100 minutes last year, led by two scores. And he's rattling off of the, uh, off the top of his brain 150 more rushing attempts against year over year. 3.7 yards per carry the Steelers' defense gave up last year. Dale's the best. 
and you can catch him on our Steelers Radio Network side and on the pregame show there. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we're going to have football or else, as I mentioned to begin this thing, uh, I'm probably not going to have a flipping job. When we return, I've got my pit take, and I'm going to slap Tom over the face with it. He'll probably agree with me, though. I'm so persuasive. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. 